Well, good morning, man. This is Owen Wilson reminding you that you're listening to KSVY. It's the greatest little station, man. And this show, Jeff's Joint, man, is sponsored by El Segundo Tuna. I love it. It's righteous on a cracker, man. Especially around 3 in the afternoon, and that's when I like my tuna. And I always use El Segundo Tuna, man, because it's tasty. It comes from where the sewer meets the sea. And from every can to every pouch, it's always guaranteed to not give you a slouch, man. Cowabunga. Plenty of dream birds to count up the sheep, awake or asleep, she shall have music. And while she's dreaming, I'll write a dream song, and I'll be hoping that it will be our theme song. She shall have church bells to ring out in rhyme, so we can go marching in honeymoon time. She shall have music wherever she goes.
Good morning and welcome to Jeff's Joint. I am Jeff Gilbert and will be for the next two hours as we invite you to join us here in the studio off the main studios of KSVY where the password is always swordfish to join the young old timers and we hope we'll have some fun along the way. We opened up with She Shall Have Music. Billy Mosette on the vocal with Sterling Young's orchestra back in 1936. We have three up by Sterling Young, one of the great West Coast band leaders of the 1930s and the early 40s, with Donna Lee on the vocal, where the first up is uh, You Do the Darndest Things Baby, which came out of Judy Garland's first major motion picture, Pigskin Parade, that also starred Tony Martin, Jack Haley, Benny Barnes, Adolph Mongeau, and uh, a few others. But anyway, a great little tune. We hope you enjoy it. And stay with us for the next two hours. And at 1130, we'll go back to the golden age of radio with a Fibber McGee and Molly episode. So stay with us right here on KSVY. Take it away, Sterling Young and his orchestra.
I the victim of the thing that makes a tiger tender as a dove? There must be something wrong with me, I know it. I'm fairly floating while I'm quoting poetry. Am I in love? Am I the victim of the magic of the moonlight and a million stars above? Am I in love? I only wish I knew. But if I am, then I'm in love with you. Donna Lee on the vocal of Am I in Love, Sterling Young and his orchestra. A great tune that came out of a little film called Mr. Dodd Takes the Air that starred Kenny Baker, Jane Wyman, Frank McHugh, Gertrude Michael, and a few other Warner Brother Irregulars back in 1936. This is Jeff's Joint, and we heard What Will I Tell My Heart, and we opened up with Donna Lee once again vocally, You Do the Darndest Things Baby, which came out of the 20th Century Fox film, Jack Haley's Big Picture, Pigskin Parade that also starred a young Judy Garland. This is Jeff's Joint. It is 1112 here in the beautiful studio off the main studios, and we're going to take you back now to March 28, 1935, New York City. In the Columbia Studios, we have Johnny Green, the great composer. This is when he was leading his own band on the Columbia label, and we have four cuts that all were out of the film, Going to Your Dance from 1936, that's or 1935, rather, uh, starred Al Jolson and Ruby Keeler, the husband and wife team that only made one film together on Al's insistence. But anyway, a great little film it is, Go Into Your Dance, and three or four great tunes coming from Johnny Green and his orchestra. First up is Jimmy Farrell vocally with about a quarter to nine, right here. Thank you. 
sunshine This evening about a quarter to nine My loving arms are gonna tenderly twine Around you about a quarter to nine I know I won't be late, cause at half past eight I'm gonna hurry there I'll be waiting where the lane begins Waiting for you on needles and pins And then the world is gonna be mine This evening about a quarter to nine
by her manana she's a Latin from Manhattan and not Havana so she does the rumba for us and she calls herself Dolores she was in a Broadway chorus known as Susie Donahue she can take a tambourine and whack it but with her it's just a racket she's a hoofer from 10th Avenue she's a Latin from Manhattan She's a 42nd Streeter, she's a Latin from Manhattan, Senorita Donahue. 
Four songs, all from the 1935 Warner Brother hit, Go Into Your Dance, that starred Al Jolson and Ruby Keeler, a musical that also had gangsters being Barton McLean in the part of the gangster. And Helen Morgan was in that film as well. Three great, or four great tunes, all by Johnny Green and his orchestra, who would later become one of the bigwigs at MGM Studios in the music department. You'll see his name on many an MGM film. Mr. Johnny Green's Orchestra, featuring Jimmy Farrell on the vocal of Latin from Manhattan, Marjorie Logan on Going to Your Dance and the Little Things You Used to Do, and we opened up with Jimmy Farrell about a quarter to nine. Let's go into the studios. That was in New York City, recorded March 28, 1935, in a session in the beautiful Columbia Studios. Let's go to San Francisco now to the McGregor Soleil uh, Studios, and these tunes were issued on Brunswick, but they were recorded in San Francisco with Ted Fiorito and his orchestra with the rising star of the day from a film called Wonder Bar that he also starred in with Al Jolson, written by Dubin and Warren. Why do I dream those dreams? Mr. Dick Powell. <laughs> Thoughts you won't confess You dismiss them from your mind But then they come again I've tried to avoid Dreams that I've enjoyed But I find they never can Be utterly destroyed I see somebody just like you Preparing breakfast just for two A dream that never does come true Why do I dream those dreams? And at the close of every day An angel in a negligee Comes down to kiss my cares away Why do I dream those dreams? All night long, I've a beautiful illusion. You are in my arms, it seems. Right or wrong, you must part my intrusion. I can't help my dreams. The morning sun will shine again. Then I'll wake up to pine again. But in the night, you're mine again. Why do I dream those Why do I dream? 
Mr. Dick Powell with Ted Fiorito and his orchestra, recorded in San Francisco on March 1st, 1934 in the McGregor Soleil Studios, issued on the Brunswick label, and from his great film, Wonder Bar, that he played the band leader in the beautiful Wonder Bar, and Al Jolson was Al Wonder who owned the bar. So if you were wondering, that's what Wonder Bar was about. Gangsters, too, in that one. This is KSVY, and we're about to go back to the golden age of radio now. It's a Pribber McGee and Molly show from January 13th, 1948. And if your floors are dirty, you'll need that Johnson's glow coat. It is 1130, and we're going to call on the El Segundo Pipers to uh, bring us into the next half hour. Stay with us at the top of the hour, or we'll have more music for another hour at 12 o'clock as we begin your afternoon. Right here. KSVY Sonoma. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. It shines as it dries. It shines brighter than it's ever shown before, actually nearly twice as bright. Just think what that means to you and to your home. To you, it means a fast, easy way of waxing your linoleum and varnished floors. With Johnson's Glow Coat, there's no rubbing or buffing. You merely apply and let dry. To your home, it means added beauty, a rich, warm, glowing coat of tough wax that will protect floor surfaces and make them stay beautifully new years longer. Your cleaning chores will stop being chores because dust, dirt, and spilled things vanish with a wipe of a damp mop or cloth. Yes, that glow coat beauty is just as easy to keep clean as it is to apply. Once you've seen that shining, glowing, gleaming, protective coat, you'll realize just how lovely your home can be. Be easy on yourself. Be easy on your floors. Use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat and really bring out the beauty of your home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vistas had a lot of million-dollar ideas in his time. Some of them were not so good, of course, but others were simply horrible. <laughs> but he's got one now that looks like a winner. In fact, it's terrific. It's sensational. It's colossal. It's, well, it's Fibber McGee and Molly. When this idea hits me in the middle of the night last night, I leaps out of bed, half asleep as I was, runs over to the dresser, grabs a piece of paper, and writes it all down. Well, now that was very intelligent of you, dear. You betcha. Did you find the piece of paper this morning? Yeah, but it didn't have anything wrote on it. What do you mean? I was so sleepy I'd used a nail file to write with. <laughs> but this time I remembered, and that's why I got this package right here, kiddo. This is the greatest little invention since Eli Whitney started making gin out of cotton. <laughs> Eli Whitney did not make gin out of cotton, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. He just invented a machine to take the seeds out of it. Well, they can leave the seeds in it for all I care. I prefer root beer anyway. Well, let me tell you about this idea, kiddo. Well, sir, I goes down to the war surplus store. Oh, no. Not another 16-man life rat. No, no. No, that was a bargain, all right, but this is better. Look, what would you say if we had a radio in the car? We have got a radio in the car. Mm -hmm. 
The kind that goes dead when you drive under a viaduct alongside a streetcar near a power line or past a policeman with a magnetic personality. You didn't leave me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. What would you say if we had a car radio that we could just lift out and carry away and use as a portable radio? Or just stick it back in the dashboard of the car again? Why, that sounds wonderful. Whose idea is that? Mine. Well, then tell me over again. There must be something wrong with it. No, sir. This is it, kiddo. This is the gimmick that's going to put us in a big paid-for house on the sunny side of Easy Street. Here, look. There. There. What's that ugly-looking thing? That, my dear, is an army surplus radio. Six tubes. I'm going to rewire the car so I can just stick this radio in and use it as a car radio, or yank it out, switch over to battery, and use it as a portable. You are looking, Mrs. McGee, at the original McGee cardable radio. Cardable, get it? Combination of car and portable? <laughs> Dearie, I take back everything I ever said about you and your inventions. Or I'd like to, if it wouldn't take so long. <laughs> Forget it, Snooky. In every generation, there's one outstanding genius that's had to endure the jeers of the high poli. <laughs> ah, but you're looking at a guy that's going to collect right off the bat. I'll have every car owner in the country screaming for a McGee Carnival radio. You will? Boy, I can just see the Ford people tugging at my coat sleeves, waving $1,000 bills at me. You can? But do you think I'm going to grab the first $20 million offer they throw at me? You better. You said it. <laughs> Well, what do you do now? Well, first, uh, I see if I can work this army radio. Now, let me see. wonder how you turn it on. Well, I never was much for electronics, Pet. But just as a suggestion, how about that little switch there that says on? Hmm. Well, that's worth a try, at least. And now, madam, with the very finger that will soon be digging bank presidents in the ribs, I turn on the first McGee Carnival radio. That's what a uh, moment in history. Yeah. Better make it two moments. Nothing is happening. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Listen. Ah, WBTD. WBTD. Calling car 15. Go to 14th and out. A man creating a disturbance. That is all. There. Isn't that wonderful? Every squad car in town will want one of these radios. Hmm. I got a TL for you, Snooky. Every squad car in town has got one of them. Oh, well, I'll tune in some other station and see what I can get. Uh-oh, not a word about this to anybody now, Tosa. Okay, Chief, I'll keep it under my hairnet. Come in. Hello there, Mr. Wimple. Oh, hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. Hmm. <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes, what a cute little radio, Mr. McGee. Yeah. <laughs> does it work? Oh, it certainly does, Mr. Wimple. All you have to do is join the police force, get assigned to a squad car. Easy, Molly, now remember. Wimp, old man, I ain't dribbling this down Main Street yet, see, but... You happen to be looking at the portable radio that's going to revolutionize the industry. You don't tell me. Hmm. I'll say I don't, not till I get it perfected. All I can say is this is a car radio that is also a portable radio. Use it in the car or lift it out and take it with you. He won't tell you any more than that, though, Mr. Wimple, for fear you might catch on to the idea. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be in the market for one anyway, I'm afraid. I've already got practically the same thing. What? You have? Yes, the loudspeaker in my car usually gets right out and walks along with me, still talking. Ah, <laughs> oh, you mean... Yes. <laughs> Sweetie face, my big old wife. How are you two lovebirds getting along these days, Cy? Oh, everything is just going along peachy, Mr. McGee. In fact, Sweetie Face hasn't said an unkind word to me since Christmas Day. Out of town, is she? No, she caught the mumps. 
That's pretty tough, Wimp. The mumps is something I wouldn't even wish on Sweetie Face. You wouldn't? No. Well, it wasn't exactly what I wished for either, but it's better than nothing, I guess. Well, I've got to get downtown, folks. I'm getting Sweetie Face a little sickbed present. Oh, how thoughtful. What are you going to get, Mr. Wimple? Oh, isn't very much, really. <laughs> I'm just going to get her a quart of the sourest, puckeriest pickles I can find. <laughs> Heavenly days, isn't that awful? Pickles for the mumps. Why, she'll leap up and jam them all down Mr. Wimple's own throat. Well, that'll be a neat switch. A pickle in wimp. <laughs> oh, well, I got no time for other people's troubles right now. I got to get busy and make us a few million bucks. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if you did make a lot of money, dearie? I wonder if a mink coat is very warm. If you get cold in a mink coat, kiddo, we'll buy you two mink coats. Now, let me see here. This switch here turns it on. There. There's a mink coat in the wind at the Bontown that I just love. Yeah. The most beautiful mink coat I ever saw. WBPD. WBPD. Calling car 15. Go to 14th and Oak. A man creating a disturbance. That is all. Yeah. Seems to get only one station. Can you leave it turned off long enough for me to call my dressmaker, dearie? Sure. What do you got to call her about? A new lining in my old cloth coat. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and pass that peace pipe. here wire there, and that there wire here, then this here wire hooks onto that there wire, which puts this here wire there, and that there wire here. There. That ought to do it. Well, how are you getting along, dearie? Just got about it rewired, Molly. Now, wait just a sec. Aha! Now, listen to this. 
There. WVPD, WVPD, calling R15. Go to the corner of 14th and Oak. A man, he can disturb. That is all. Reddit thing. That surplus store, give me a bum set. That's what they give me a bum. Well, now, if they sold you a set that can only get policemen, they should have come right out flat-footed and said so. Don't worry, kiddo. I'll get it. I'll get it. Don't you worry. I just got to go by this diagram, that's all. Simple as ABC. If NBC will pardon the reference. <laughs> and if they give me Hail Columbia, I'll give it right back to them, which will make it mutual. <laughs> I'll have this thing fixed before... Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Williams, the weatherman, McGee. Come right in, Mr. Williams. Thank you, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hi. Ah, rewiring a radio, I see. May I help? You know how to wire a radio, Foggy? Yes, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I was in college, I built a wireless set with which I could get the British Broadcasting Company any time I liked. Wow. Heavenly days. You got Britain? Where did you go to college, Mr. Williams? Oxford. <laughs> I knew you had a streak of British in you, Foggy. I knew it just the other day. Remember when I was sorting a bunch of clothes we were sending to the church? Uh, yes. Uh, how did you know he was British from that, McGee? Maybe you didn't notice, kiddo, but I said something about the church will be glad to get this stuff, and the minute I says Churchill, Foggy leaps up and salutes. <laughs> hey, incidentally, they really have some bad fogs over there, don't they, Foggy? Oh, they do indeed. Yes, I was walking through Piccadilly one night. Walking and... through it? You mean that stuff they sprinkle on a hot dog you were walking through? <laughs> oh, no, no, dearie. He said Piccadilly, not Piccadilly. Piccadilly is a district in London. Oh, oh, yeah, Piccadilly. Yes. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> anyway, I was walking through Piccadilly one night with some relish, I might add. <laughs> and a sudden fog came up. In ten minutes, it was so thick that Big Ben did not sound nine o'clock until almost ten-thirty. <laughs> the, the sound could not penetrate the fog until it cleared slightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's the forecast for Wistful Vista, Foggy? You heard anything? Yes, yes. I just got word this morning that we may expect a cold wave here in July. In July, Mr. Oh. Williams, a cold wave? Yes. Yes, Mrs. Williams has a sister in the Navy. She's coming home from Alaska in July. According to her letter, she's the coldest wave that ever wore a white cap. <laughs> well, good day, probably. Ah, back to work, McGee. Every minute you waste is a hunk of 20 million bucks. I gotta adjust this condenser. What in the world is a condenser, McGee? Well, you see, when a radio shoots an electrical impulse or wave out through the chloroform... Ether. Yes, ether, a wave, or an impulse. Uh, it goes out into the form of a long wave or a superheterodyne, see? Uh, so when it hits the receiving set, it passes through a condenser which squeezes it into a short wave. <laughs> Thus, the grid leaf, which... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Glad you came in, boy. You were a little late. <laughs> you see this little radio? Can't come in till the door opens. <laughs> Yes, I see the little radio. Well, he's got a great invention, Mr. Wilcox. He really has. Yeah. A great invention is a pretty mild term for this radio, kiddo. This will be the greatest step forward in the automotive industry since a girl's knees were made safe by putting the gear shift on the steering wheel. <laughs> well, 
Oh, what is it, pal? What is it? Well, go and tell him, dearie. I'm kind of excited about this myself, Mr. Wilcox. Well, here's the gimmick, Omaha. It's a car radio, you see, uh-huh. but removable. You yank it out of the car, turn it on to the dry cell batteries, and zingo, you got a portable radio you can take any place. Hmm. The McGee Cartable Radio. You slap it back into the car, lock it in place, and you got a car radio. And if there's some programs you want to miss, leave it at home and you got an extra glove compartment. <laughs> Pal, it's wonderful. Thank you. I think so. Well, I can just picture the day when I'm riding along with my car radio on. I hear a well-modulated voice say, Ladies, do you have spots before your eyes? Spots that the children have tracked in on your kitchen floor. Oh, but McGee, it means... Then I park my car, yank the radio out, and the voice continues as I carry it toward my office. Do you suffer from worn and faded linoleum? Look, Junior, that ain't what I was... Try glow coat. I can hear the voice saying, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. What other kind is there? Yes, the voice will be saying as I carry my McGee cartable radio into my office. Uh, Look, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat will banish that scuffed and seedy look from your faithful old linoleum and help to restore its pristine luster. And yeah, but that no of... rubbing, no buffing. Pour a little out, spread it around in 20 minutes or less. Look, You've got... look, waxy. Yes, Carnival. Uh, I mean, pal. <laughs> I'm going to make a million dollars on this thing, Christine. How'd you like to be my private secretary? Quick, Junior, yes or no? i got to have men around me who can make decisions. Okay, no. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Wilcox, what an opportunity you have passed up. I'll say. Yeah? Look, pal. When you've been in business as long as SCJNC, Inc., of Racine Wiss, ask me again. As the airmail pilot said when his motor conked out over Mount Whitney at 3 a.m., no more fly-by-night stuff for me. Sorry, chum. So long, Molly. Oh, he thinks this is fly-by-night stuff, does he? Hand me that pair of pliers, Molly. By George, if Fritz Chrysler don't order one of these for every one of his 1949 models, I'll uh, be... dearie. Hmm? Fritz Chrysler is a violinist. Yeah. Well, if he plays along with me, he can have his own orchestra. <laughs> now, let me see. <clears throat> ah, there I got it. Just like the diagram says. Turn it on, kiddo. All right. And yeah. don't think I don't appreciate the honor, McGee. Thank you. WVPD. WVPD. Uh, calling car 15. Go to 14th and Oak. A man creating a disturbance. That is all. Ah, now. Hand me that diagram again. I can't. It's printed on the radio. Oh, my gosh, it is, isn't it? Well, then what have I been using for a diagram? Well, I don't know. Unless... What's that paper under your elbow? That? That's a sample of the wallpaper I was going to get for... <laughs> Say... That does look kind of like a radio diagram at that, don't it? <laughs> oh, well, as I always said, one setback, don't make a rocking chair. <laughs> now then, where's my screwdriver? Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, kid. Hi, Oldtimer. If I hook the amplifier tube to the power rod, put in... What you doing this time, Johnny? Breaking up what? Well, he's rebuilding a radio, Mr. Oldtimer Yeah, I'm practically inventing a new radio, Oldtimer McGee's Cartable Radio, combination car and portable Is that so, Johnny? Yeah I love radios I remember when I was just a young fella My mama said she'd like to have a crystal set for her birthday So I bought her one A crystal set? Yep, necklace and four earrings (laughs) Four earrings? Mama had awful big ears We made quite a celebration out of Mama's birthday that year, though. Papa said he was going right downtown and get her a big surprise. I love surprises. Yes, sir. And sure enough, in a couple of hours, her surprise come, addressed to Mama with a big tag on it. Took four men to carry it in the house. What was it? Papa. (laughs) Oh. Of course, I've watched radio grow up, kids. 
When I was a youngster, radio hadn't even been invented yet. Yeah, when you were a youngster, they hadn't even invented people. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, Johnny. But uh, that ain't the way I heard it. No. <laughs> the way I heard it, a uh, farmer says to his wife, See, he says, you were talking in your sleep last night about Wallace starting the third party. No, I wasn't, says the farmer's wife. I just heard the chickens raising a ruckus, so I riz up and says... Well, I wonder what's got into our Henry. Well, so long, kids. The King's Man and I'm a coming a courtin' Cora Bell. I'm a coming a courtin' Cora Bell. Got a forty clover stuck in my lapel. With a horseshoe in my pocket and a rabbit's foot as well. I'm a coming. A courtin' Corabelle Gotta keep up my courage, Corabelle Gotta speak up to your pappy for a spell I'm gonna mention my intention Of a honeymoon hotel I'm a common, a courtin' Corabelle So it's giddy-up, giddy-up, Sylvester Don't you dare to stop Cause underneath this double breast of pizza heart that's about to pop I'm a craving, caressing Corabelle I'm a-counting on some kissing in the dell Let it thunder, let it lighten, let the rain come down pell-mell I'm a-coming, a-courting Corabelle I'm a-coming, courting Corabelle Got a four-leaf clover and a horseshoe in my pocket and a wishbone as well Cause I gotta be lucky when I come a-courtin' Corabelle So it's giddy-up, hi-yo, Sylvester Giddy-up, don't stop, cause underneath this double-breaster is a heart That's a-goin' flip-flop, flippity-clop, flip-flop, flippity-flop, hippity-hop, hippity-hop, about to pop I'm caravin', caressin' a Corabelle Caress me, Corabelle You know you got me countin' on a lot of kissin' in the dell Over yonder in the dell Let it thunder And let it lightning, let it rain Pell-mell, I'm a-comin' courtin' irregardless of the weather Do tell me I can be a steady fella, won't you? She's too fat for me. She's too fat. She's How's the radio coming along now, McGee? Got it rewired yet? I was just about to try it out, kiddo. Listen to this now. Oh. WVPD. WVPD. Calling Carter. Uh, no. That ain't quite it yet. But I got an even greater idea than I had originally. Doesn't seem possible. It is, though. Look, I can already get shortwave on this thing on account of all police calls are on shortwave. I thought police calls were all on a crime wave. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that's just newspaper talk. <laughs> now then, it's a simple matter if we get local shortwave to get foreign shortwave. Catch on to it? So, when I get this baby finished, we'll have a portable car radio that'll get any broadcast in the world. Overseas, even. Heavenly days. Yeah. Now then, let me see this diagram again. As soon as I fix the frequency... How did you break that? Break what? The frequency. I didn't break it. Well, you must have. Huh? It was fixed when you got it. No. <laughs> see what it says down the corner here? It says... Model B fixed frequency receiver. Yeah, but... Uh, so if it was fixed when you got it, you must have... No, 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 no. 
Let me explain, kids. All right. A fixed frequency set means a set that the set frequency is fixed, you see. Some of the fixed frequency sets are set so the frequency is frequently fixed for a freak frequency. <laughs> or, in other words, if the freak frequency is too frequent, then the frequency you fix has to be fixed for an infrequent frequency, which is fixed. Well, good. Yeah. Now tell me about television. <laughs> Well, television is an entirely different frequency. You see? Come in. Hmm. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. Hello, doctor. Hello, my dear. Hello, dipper mouth. Hi, Pullman. Pullman, dear? Yeah, he's the guy people are always calling up for birth reservations. <laughs> you will excuse me, button beezer, if I fail to explode with mirth. Hmm. That is a very weary bit of whimsy as far as I'm concerned. But why are you taking your radio apart? A peanut tube is not edible, you know. Don't try to tell me anything about radios, you lumpy old acidity bag. <laughs> I was wiring up 20-tube superheads when you were still trying to pick up your own pulse beat on your cheap graduation stethoscope. <laughs> oh, he really has a wonderful invention for radio, Doctor. Tell him about it, McGee. Yeah. I'm sure the doctor can keep a secret. Well, if I can't, I'm in the wrong business, my dear. I've heard more confidential whispers in my time than a speakeasy peephole. Well, briefly, Doctor, I'm about to go into the manufacturing business. McGee's Cartable Radio, combination of car and portable. Radio for your car, then you can unhook, lift it out, and carry it around with you. You know, it hurts me to say this, Buster, but for once, I think you have a sensible idea. You betcha. Yes, you better drop in and see me tomorrow. This is not normal. <laughs> not only is it a combination car and portable radio, my fat friend, but the McGee Cartable will be able to get foreign broadcasts from overseas. Just as soon as I make a few more adjustments here now. Pliers? Pliers. Screwdriver? Screwdriver. Tire tape? Can't find it. Don't need it. Now, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Aha! Well, yeah. you think you found the trouble, dearie? Yeah. <clears throat> you see, Doctor, he had a little difficulty with it before. All he could get was the Whistful Vista Police broadcast. Oh, well, see if you can get Romania, McGee. I want to see why King Michael quit. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that, Fatso. They twisted his army. <laughs> well, she's all hooked up, kids. Now, wait till you see what I get this time. Ah, uh, that's different. Préfecture de Paris! Préfecture de Paris! Ici, donnez-moi bicyclette 15. My gosh, did you hear that? We got Spain! That was Spanish! <laughs> that was French, stupid, huh? and keep quiet. I studied medicine at the Sorbonne in Paris. And alert! I... Alert! Ici, donnez-moi bicyclette 15. Au coin de la rue de la Paix et de la rue du Chêne, il y a un homme qui fait du scandale. C'est tout. Fini. Was it really Paris, Doc? Was it really Paris? What did he say, Doctor? What did yes, he say? Yes, yes, it was Paris, well, all right. What did he say? And as near as I can translate it, he said, Paris police calling bicycle 15, yeah. go to the corner of Rue de la Paix and Oak. A man is creating a disturbance. <laughs> that is all. That is enough. That is too much. If you heard someone say, my floors haven't been washed in 17 years, you'd be surprised only if you didn't know about Johnson's liquid cleaning and polishing wax. Bright gleaming floors without tiresome scrubbing is the standard result if you use Johnson's liquid wax. You see, Johnson's liquid wax is more than just a wax. It contains an effective dry cleaning ingredient which quickly removes dirt and leaves floors immaculately clean and thoroughly waxed. 
You merely apply, then buff lightly. No water, no brush, no hands and knees scrubbing. This simple cleaning method leaves your floors glowing and gleaming. After the first application, all you need do is touch up the heavy traffic spots whenever necessary. Your floors will stay perfectly beautiful longer. They'll never be exposed to water that cracks and warps wood flooring. Forget tiresome, messy scrubbing. Remember Johnson's Liquid Wax to bring out the beauty of your home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Marines have announced the formation of a post-war reserve force, the Citizen Marine Corps. These hometown Marines will remain civilians and work at their civilian jobs. But in their spare time, they'll wear Marine uniforms and learn to handle Marine equipment. Men who enroll will be given Marine training at regular weekly meetings and at two weeks of summer camp each year, and all of this on salary. So if you're between the ages of 17 and 32, contact your nearest Marine Corps office or write to Division of Reserve, Marine Corps, Washington, D.C. Good night. Good night, all. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products, Racine, Wisconsin, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly every Tuesday night. Be with us again next week, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. This is KSVY, and that was the golden age of radio. Fibber McGee and Molly from January 13th, 1948, sponsored by Johnson's Wax. And if you notice, the part of Doc was played by Arthur Q. Bryan, who was the original voice of Elmer Fudd in the old Warner Brother cartoons. We'll be with you for another hour as we invite you to join us here in the studio off the main studios of KSVY here in Jeff's Joint. And now, here's the El Segundo Pipers. KSVY Sonoma. Kisses don't seem as sweet to me. This year's crop just misses what kisses used to be. This year's new romance doesn't seem to have a chance, even helped by Mr. Moon above. This year's Crop of kisses is not for me, for I'm still wearing last year's love.
Good afternoon. This is Jeff Gilbert reminding you that this is Jeff's Joint on KSVY, where we celebrate the great American songbook. We opened up with Mr. Ozzie Nelson and his orchestra from 1938 with a little tune that came out of the movie On the Avenue. Irving Berlin wrote that tune, and it was introduced in the film by Dick Powell and Alice Fay. And we are here in the palatial pad, and you never know who's going to pop in or pop out, but we are expecting former President Ronald Reagan any minute, so we hope that will happen. And we're going to go back to February of 1938 with three tunes from Mr. Ozzie Nelson and his orchestra, and if you ever wondered if you watched The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet or listened to them on the radio, now you know what his occupation was. He was an orchestra leader and a pretty good singer. And uh, I guess David and Ricky uh, took their uh, musical skills to the top of the charts back in the 19, late 50s and early 1960s. And we're happy to have Ozzie Nelson's orchestra on the platter party up next. So we hope you'll enjoy this. Gee, but your swell opens up the four, or three, two, one. <laughs>
Robinson Crusoe. No one needed a gal like he did. He wanted to woo so. His faithful man Friday kept everything tidy. Yet he sighed for some hidey ho ho. Poor Robinson Crusoe. He owned the island. No need to buy land. He lived in style, and still he wasn't satisfied. To heaven he cried, "Please send me a bride. I'll take her with or without a trousseau." Said Robinson Robinson Crusoe, Sweet Someone in the Middle, which came out of the movie Love and Hisses, written by Gordon and Rebel, for that movie that starred Walter Winchell, Simone Simone, and Ben Burney. And we opened up with G. But Your Swell. All vocals were by Mr. Ozzie Nelson, and featuring his orchestra, Ozzie Nelson and his orchestra, from February 1938. We go back to May 1936. To uh, World Transcriptions in Los Angeles, where Mr. Will Osborne is recording three tunes that day for transcription uh, use over the radio, and we hope you'll enjoy this. This is the man who uh, always they ask the question: Who came first, Rudy Valley or Will Osborne? Well, Rudy Valley did, but Will Osborne has a similar voice, nasal quality, and uh, such. But you'll. Judge that for yourself with three tunes by Will Osborne and his orchestra, and featuring his glistening trombones.
From May of 1936, recorded in New York in the World Transcriptions headquarters, we heard Tea on the Terrace, Where Are You?, which came out of the film Top of the Town, that starred uh, Gertrude, uh, uh, God, I 
pardon me. And before that, we heard uh, Organ Grinders Swing. And that was Will Osborne on the vocal of Where Are You, written by Jimmy McHugh for that movie I just mentioned, Top of the Town. All from May of 1936. We go up now to 1939 in the World Transcription Headquarters in uh, New York once again. And this time, George Tunnell is on the vocal of this band, of, with this band here. And a great band it was until 1948 when he passed away about... 15 or 16 miles out of Sacramento, he was hit head-on in a car. Mr. John Sabat and his top hatters and the vocalist otherwise known as Bon Bon. We open up with Ring Them Bells. Maybe I'm wrong 
But why do I lie awake all night and dream All day long if I didn't care Would it be the same Would my every prayer Begin and end with just your name And would I be sure that this is love beyond compare? Would all this be true if I didn't care for
you smile and the angels sing and though it's just a gentle murmur at the start we kiss baby and the angels sing and leave their music ringing in my heart Jan Sabat and his Top Hatters from the year of 1939, featuring Bon Bon on the vocal of And the Angels Sing, and the Ink Spots' big hit, If I Didn't Care, Bon Bon vocally on that as well. And we opened up with Ring Them Bells. Shuffle rhythm at its best. When George Tunnell, otherwise known as Bon Bon, was traveling with the band as one of the first black male singers with an all-white band, he was always... Uh, discriminated against and was told he couldn't stay in the hotel with the band, but they figured out early into doing that that uh, he became the band's valet. So that's how he got to stay in the hotels with the band. Strange times they were in different areas of the South. And even in Petaluma, Lionel Hampton was denied a room in one of the hotels over there back in the 1940s, of all things. But uh, there you go. This is KSVY 91.3 at 1231 here in the studio off the main studios of KSVY and Jeff's Joint. And I am Jeff Kilbert and will be for another... Uh, 27 minutes or so, so we hope you'll stay with us. And we're expecting Ronald Reagan, but I guess he's late. But uh, that's the way it goes. And we're going to go now to 1938 to a session at World Transcription Company in Los Angeles, a band that came out of Sacramento, the great Dick Jurgens and his orchestra, featuring Alameda's own Eddie Howard on our first cut, Bambina. Childhood is earliest flame That bird So fair and bright Now though an ocean divides them He loves her the same He calls Each day and night Bambina, you're far away and I'm so lonely 
And there you have Dick Jurgens and his orchestra, Sacramento's own, featuring Ronnie Kemper on the vocal of There's Honey on the Moon Tonight. And we also heard Eddie Howard opening things up with Bambina. And the tune you just last heard was Sweet Lorraine, a great band that worked its way around the country for many, many years and working up until the 1970s that Dick Jurgens' band was, featuring uh, at that time Mr. Harry Cool on the vocals, who started with him back in the 1940s when Eddie left to start his own band and Ronnie Kemper left to start his own band, or left Dick Jurgens to go with Horace Height and then left Horace Height to start his own band. All Sacramento people except Mr. Eddie Howard, who is from the Bay Area, his roots are widespread down there. May 1938, that was all from for the World Transcription Company in Los Angeles, California. Let's go to August 27th in New York to the RCA Victor Studios, where Artie Shaw and his band are about to cut three tunes, August 27th, 1939, a tune that was written by Al Dubin and Mr. Harry Warren.
Isn't it good? We're on a bumpy road. 
Marty Shaw in the year of 1939 in New York, in the Victor Studios, August 27th to be precise, Two Blind Loves, a tune that was written by Harold Arlen for the Marx Brothers film At the Circus in 1939 on the MGM lot, and introduced in that film by Mr. Kenny Baker. And we heard Day In, Day Out, Helen Forrest, a Rube Bloom, and Johnny Mercer's special. And we opened up with Put That Down in Writing, and that came out of a Warner Brothers film, and I cannot remember the name of it, but I can see Johnny Scat Davis singing it. Uh, Dubin and Warren wrote that tune, put that down in writing, and that was the great sax player Tony Pastor on the vocal, and featuring Buddy Rich on the drums, all in the RCA Victor Studios, a session right there, complete. This has been Jeff's Joint with Jeff Gilbert, uh, who is a has-been, and I'm always glad to be with you here on the airwaves of KSVY every Monday from 11 to 1 as we end your morning and begin your afternoon right here in the studio off the main studios. And as promised, it's very glad that you're here at the last minute. Yes, I was having trouble with the traffic lights in Sonoma. They seem to be all set wrong. They do. But uh, we're glad that you're here. Yes, I wish these half-wits would get that thing straight. You don't know. People are in a hurry and don't have time to wait for cars that aren't in lanes that have lights being green. There's no one there. It's kind of like the White House. Yes, when you were there? Well, yes. All right, well... Do you remember the movie that that was that put that down in writing? No, but I remember Dubin and Warren. They wrote some great tunes. Remember Hollywood Hotel? I was in that film. That was with Benny Goodman and his orchestra. Now, you may remember Benny Goodman and his orchestra in a film called The Gang's All Here. That was, of course, with Alice Faye, also Carmen Miranda. Now, you may remember Carmen Miranda in a film called Greenwich Village. That was with Vivian Blaine and also Don Amici. He invented the telephone in the film The Story of Alexander Graham Bell. That was also with Loretta Young. Now, you may remember Loretta Young, who was in a wonderful film called Ramona. That was also with Don Amici. You may remember Don Amici in, in a film called Alexander's Ragtime Band, also with Tyrone Power, who was in a film called The Luck of the Irish. That was with Ann Baxter. Now, you may remember Ann Baxter from The Fighting Sullivans. That was with Thomas Mitchell. He was also in Moontide. That was with Ida Lupino. Now, you may remember Ida Lupino in a film called The Hard Way. That was with Joan Leslie and Jack Carson. Now, you may remember Jack Carson from a film called Two Guys from Milwaukee. That was with Dennis Morgan. He was in The Great Ziegfeld. You may remember The Great Ziegfeld with Louise Rayner and also William Powell. He was the thin man, also with Myrna Loy. You may remember Myrna Loy from Mr. Blanding's Builds His Dream House. That was with Melvin Douglas. Now, you may remember Melvin Douglas. 
from Saratoga. That was with Walter Pigeon, not Melvin Douglas. All right, well, we'll forgive you that one. All right, thanks. From 1941, that's Bob Crosby and his orchestra, featuring Jess Stacy on the piano and the great Buddy Morrow on the trombone. Marquita. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. We thank Mr. Reagan for stopping in. He has already popped out. One of the young old-timers that show up here in Jeff's Joint. You never know who or when. Well, we'll be back next week, as I said, same time, same <laughs>
I've lost you Please understand I'm here forever At your command I realize now that I've lost my pride Tell me how can I live this way Foolish conceit At my heart it would beat And to think That my heart would obey I want you I need you More than you know I worship Come on.